On this episode of Picton's podcast, Christ Mass, my weird journey through Christianity and back out through the other side. And I'm not your first It's not by blood It's not by birth But oh my God What a God I serve Things have changed over the years from when Christianity was accepted pretty much as gospel to today where not only Joey Essex, which is only to be expected, but masses of the population have never read the Bible have any idea what the central part of the whole Jesus story is. Apart from the ignorant great unwashed, looking at the views of those who are at least familiar with the debate, it's fairly polarised between those almost blindly accepting some variant of the system, depending on the particular sect, and the sciencey skeptic secularists who immediately dismiss anything vaguely supernatural as ridiculous, and to whom Christianity is beneath contempt or consideration. Always open-minded to the point of being gullible, at times, I've had a roller coaster ride through all of it, but maybe now it's time to take a fresh look at what I at least used to believe. I was brought up in the Roman Catholic Church. Scary statues, occasional saints' relics, Latin masses, fear of mortal sins and dogma. The Bible was to be interpreted by the Vatican, and free thinking wasn't really an option. I was booted at the first hurdle from confirmation classes for being a heretic. However, I asked what the point was of hell. It was decided I lacked faith. Dodged a bullet as one of the priests is still in jail, I believe, aka the fat vicar. I hung around on the periphery, eventually leaving after reading about Protestantism at the Haven Christian Bookshop, and concluding the Catholic idea of bread and wine literally turning to the flesh and blood through transubstantiation in Catholicism was a bit nutty. The reasons Christian denominations broke away, starting with Martin Luther, seemed sound, 
At least their ministers could marry. Unbaptized babies didn't go to hell. No purgatory, praying to Mary, and saints, confession, or other later add-ons to what the Bible said, many of which seemed to be taken from paganism. A set of cartoon tracts called Chick Tracts proved quite entertaining and persuasive. I took to buying these and similar and making my own, delivering them door to door and leaving them everywhere, now ironically believing in a hell, and that people would be saved from going there simply by believing Jesus died to take the punishment for their sins and rose from the dead, as this was what the Bible seemed to say. I went to countless churches looking for the purest message, although if there were any eligible ladies there too, that was a bonus. Despite appearances, I was far from sinless, living a typical double life. I think the minister realised this when I was eventually baptised by immersion, stating he would need to hold me under for a particularly long time. Things often came down to the interpretation of a single word in a Bible verse, and a belief the King James Version was based on the best Greek texts, to the point of being specifically infallible, even though it didn't exist until the 1600s and was only perfect in virtual form before that. Madness. I was even preaching in the streets right in the faces of some dangerous characters. Once I was supernaturally knocked backwards on my feet delivering a tract at a house with witchcraft paraphernalia visible. My jeans were ripped to shreds, but I just took this as more evidence I was doing the right thing. I left leaflets around at work. Once a manic patient was brought in by police, just after a particularly thorough tract campaign by myself in the hospital. His eyes were completely white, his face had another superimposed upon it, and an unearthly voice emitting from him warned, Stop interfering with our business. A fair few patients gave accounts consistent with being possessed by demons, but then many thought they were rulers of the Milky Way, and all wore underpants on their heads too. I would pray with patients who would sometimes worry more about my sanity, and tell my bosses, in the back of my mind, I was never 100% sure about all of it. If someone had put a gun to my head and told me to renounce Christianity, I'm not sure what I would have done, and it was taking up all of my free time. I was giving out tracts and Bibles on dates. I assembled what I saw as evidence the Bible was true and plastered this all over the fledgling internet. I disputed the theory of evolution based on the lack of transitional forms in the fossil record and the impossibility of structures such as the eye forming in steps. This seemed backed up by some of the evolutionists themselves, such as Stephen Jay Gould, with punctuated equilibrium theories. It also looked as if the building blocks of life would not have had time to come together randomly in the time the universe had existed. Of course, this didn't necessarily mean creationism was true instead. Alien panspermia could also be an option, as many scientists believe. A 6,000-year-old universe led to my having to swallow all sorts of unbelievable ideas, necessitating denial and brain switch-off, such as starlight being automatically created reaching the earth at the same time as the stars, and Noah's flood. I convinced myself there was a ton of archaeological evidence for the Bible stories and prophecies from the Old Testament, like Isaiah 53, clearly fulfilled in the New, although much of that was a stretch to say the least, and dependent on the Bible being honestly written down, compiled and transmitted. All assumptions that had to be accepted on faith. Yes, I had gone from one dogmatic system to an opposing but equally dogmatic one, an opposame. And the coiner of that word, David Icke, was the one who eventually made me see sense, at least from the anti-religious chapters of his books. Theories such as the Roman Piso family writing the Gospels as a means of social control, with the possibility Jesus never even existed, and the stories about him being lifted from earlier religions, being quite plausible compared to some of Icke's more notorious ideas. A new trap would have been to adopt him or anyone else as a new guru. I no longer wanted to base my own thinking on assumptions and other people's ideas, settling for agnosticism and the maybe logic of Robert Anton Wilson, although, as he would admit, he was just as likely to be wrong himself. 
That is not to say I didn't occasionally pray, and sometimes it seemed to work. Once, when they were legal, I was stuck outside of my body on a magic mushroom trip, and in desperation asked Jesus to help, and I did get back into my body. None of that proving anything, of course, too many variables. I became suspicious of anyone born into a religious system and sticking with it without questioning it, or accepting the teachings of one personal group as being 100% true. So is anything that Jesus, if he existed, allegedly said, worth listening to, let alone living your life by? No more so than any other probably imaginary and or misquoted characters such as Buddha or Lao Tzu, I would say. Take the bits that help you in your life from any system at that particular time and dump the rest, particularly any guilt trips or drama. Maybe there is a Jesus now created by people's beliefs who can hear you, maybe he can even save you, a Jesus of the people. In the meantime, why don't we all be the Jesus needed out there for the broken? I said a prayer this morning I prayed I would find a way To another day I was so afraid Till you came and saved You came and saved me And the 